0: Welcome to Sunday School Dropouts, the podcast where an ex-Christian, that's me, and a non-believing sort of Jew, that's my husband, read all the way through the Bible for the first time. I'm Lauren O'Neill.
1: And I'm Nico Bakulich.
0: And let's get biblical.
1: You got it, baby.
0: Sorry, I changed up the intro there. I just needed something a little different.
1: No, it's sending me into a panic spiral. <laughs> but luckily, I am a trained and licensed panic pilot, so I'll just pull this right out. Great. Welcome to everybody's favorite... Baby First Bible Book Club.
0: That's exactly what our podcast has always been called. Mm-hmm. I'm the ex-Christian. I was raised Presbyterian. I sang in the worship band. I taught Sunday school for four years. I taught Sunday school. Wow. Now I'm an atheist,
1: and I'm the non-believing sort of Jew. Also, this is not a Christian Bible study podcast. In case you haven't guessed that already, Did just
0: call our podcast a podcast. It's a
1: podcast whenever you're on, baby.
0: <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, Uh. not appropriate for children, as we have already demonstrated with our extremely lascivious uh, banter. Do we need to cover anything else? Uh,
1: usually I read the NRSV and you read the NIV. Yeah, but
0: that's trash right now. That's, that's completely Northam- unnecessary. It's North America, baby. It's North America? Not applicable? That's right. Oh, snap.
1: Because mm-hmm. we actually read some apocryphal books tonight. Now, apocryphal means... It's not in the real Bible. Mm-hmm.
0: And we got two of them. We got the Gospel of Peter and the Apocalypse of Peter. Mm-hmm. Written by totally separate people who are definitely not Peter. But they do kind of go together, and so we're going to talk about them together. Um we'll start with the Gospel of Peter if you're amenable. I'll I haven't allow checked it. in with you about this.
1: You haven't. And I'm okay with it.
0: (laughs) Okay, I was a little worried there for a sec. So, gospel, book of the Bible that tells the story of Jesus' life, four of them in the canonical Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then there's some apocryphal gospels that didn't make it in. And Today, we are looking at the apocryphal gospel of Peter. Unfortunately, only a fragment of the original has survived, and it starts at the crucifixion. (laughs) So, (laughs) we don't get most of the story. Presumably, it used to contain more material about Jesus' life and teachings and stuff but we don't have it it was eventually condemned as heretical by proto-orthodox church fathers and well we'll see why in a minute but
1: is there anything those church fathers liked
0: i know seriously
1: they liked paul crawling Um, up paul's ass
0: but it was reasonably popular uh we're not talking you know a blockbuster like the infancy what was its q score what
1: was its cinema score (laughs) b plus
0: nielsen rating um there were some churches that used it as a sacred text. And uh, also in his book, Lost Christianities, sorry, got a little excited there. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Bart Ehrman includes a picture of this uh, pottery shard that we have from like the year 500 or 600. Okay. Uh, with this very crude stick figure drawing that looks like a child tried to draw Dracula. Mm-hmm. And it says, Peter, appropriate for the season. Peter, the saint, the evangelist. Let us venerate him. Let us receive his gospel. Um, I'm going to show that picture to you right now, Nico. Here it is. How would you describe it?
1: Oh, he's he's got long stringy arms, like stick arms, like yeah. a ki- totally like a kid would draw, with questionable numbers of fingers, um, and like I want to say like an Easter Island like moa statue oh, face,
0: uh-huh. and a little collar. Doesn't and- he look like a little Dracula?
1: Yeah, he's like a spooky little dude. He's like
0: a spooky little Dracula, mm-hmm. draglia. Very cute. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe there was some weird like Peter sect that got wiped out by the the Paul loving proto-Orthodox people. I don't know. Um, anyway, clearly somebody was reading a gospel of Peter somewhere because mm-hmm. it says let us receive his gospel. Uh, might be even a different one than the one we have. Might be more than one gospel of Peter and they got lost. Who knows? uh in any case what do we know uh we know that the real peter definitely didn't write it okay that's uh all we know it was probably written in like i think it was written in like around the year 200 Mm -hmm. um but i don't remember so thanks for nothing self um on the
1: wikipedia page it notes that this was found in northern egypt that the the only extant text of it was yes um and it specifically says it was found preserved in the dry sand of northern Egypt.
0: Oh, the dry sand. And there
1: was no citation needed on that, but there should be one.
0: <laughs> Let's see more baby boy tape bear needs to weigh in on those sands. Um, uh, Yeah, it was found uh, buried with an Egyptian monk mm. um, in, in uh, the town of Achmim, whatever that is. Beautiful. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, the Nag Hammadi library where mm-hmm. um, all the Gnostic texts were found. And it's like... We call it a library, but it's just a book with a bunch of books in it.
1: Mm, a codex. Yeah, it's a codex. Ooh. So
0: this was a similar thing. He was buried with this like codex of a bunch of different texts all bound together. And uh one of them was this fragment of the Gospel of Peter. So he only had the fragment. Mm. It was like already old and mostly lost by the time this monk got it and was buried with it. Um shall we dive in?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. It's a secret transmission from a different history.
0: Yeah. And I wish we could I would be so interested to learn what the rest of it was you know but we start off with Jesus being brought uh, before Pontius Pilate
1: yeah we skip right to the action yeah none of the none (laughs) None of of the boring stuff
0: teachings or miracles Mm. or anything we get to the bloody part right away and uh, for the most part it follows the canonical gospels pretty closely Mm -hmm. uh, particularly the book of Matthew it's unclear if Matthew was a source because it didn't it doesn't, like, repeat any wording from Matthew. Mm -hmm. You know how, like, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, a lot of the wording is repeated? Because they, like, used each other as sources? This doesn't repeat any wording, but...
1: I mean, it could plausibly be the only fragment that we have was a translation of a translation or something like that. Yeah, it could
0: also be that the author heard the book of Matthew read out loud, Mm. which is the most common way for people to absorb uh, Bible stories back then, and was working from memory. Um, But, in any case... uh, One of the differences between Matthew and this text is, uh, as Bart Ehrman says, very matter of factly, one of this gospel's principal concerns is to incriminate Jews for the death of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it's like mainly the same events, but then the author will just like add in these little details where it's like, also, this wasn't the Romans. It was just the Jews and this is all their fault. Uh, So just keep that in mind (laughs) as we go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. In this, the... The final blame is placed not on Pilate, but on Herod or like Herod's role in calling for the execution is right. hi- is, is heightened.
0: Yeah. And and also the Jewish elders. Right. And priests. Um, Pilate washes his hands, of course, which he does in, in the canonical gospels. Um, and it goes, you know, that whatever they, they like torture him. I think it's actually Jewish authorities who torture him instead of Roman soldiers in this one. Given the crown of thorns and all that. I could be wrong. It's a little ambiguous.
1: I guess it's ambiguous. In my mind, it was the Roman soldier still, but that's maybe just because that's the version of the story I already know.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, And then he's put up on the cross, and this is where we get our first big difference. So he's crucified between two common criminals, like usual. Uh, But it says, quote, he was silent as if he had no pain. So that's asterisk
1: number
0: 1. Mm. Um and then you know the the stuff happens the uh, whatever the they, stuff happens beautifully said. You know they the sun goes dark and whatever they cast lots for his clothes they give him the vinegar sponge etc. uh and when he dies we have another difference which is in the canonical gospels well in some of them he says Eloi Eloi lama sabachthani uh, which is a line from a psalm that means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But here he says, My power, oh power, you have left me behind. Mm-hmm. And and then it says, When he said this, he was taken up.
1: Ah, so this is all very important to Christians, whether or not he died on the cross or whether he got sucked up into heaven like that, right?
0: Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. It isn't anymore because we've settled it now. Mm-hmm. Well, they settled it.
1: But if, but if somebody were to dispute those facts now, it would be kind of a big deal, right? Yes. Uh, so is it really not important now?
0: Uh, no, you're right. You're right. Um, it's just that everyone now would read that and be like, yeah, whatever. That's not real. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we get Joseph of Arimathea, buries him in his family tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, they roll a big rock over the opening. Uh, in in Matthew, there are guards. Not in any of the other Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all Roman soldiers in Matthew. But here there's Roman soldiers and there's Jewish elders mm-hmm. standing guard um, to make sure that the disciples don't steal the body and then say that he rose from the dead.
1: Which is really funny because he rises from the right, dead. Right, right,
0: right. It also seems weird when, like, when you consider that, you know— They
1: were right on. I mean, like—
0: <laughs> Well, and when you consider that, you know, he didn't actually rise from the dead, mm-hmm. like historically speaking, like in real life— uh, maybe symbolically he did but not in literal history and so then it seems like
1: well so i mean kind of a tell <laughs> very few people in history have risen from the dead right. right so like it's funny that they would set as a precaution just in case they tried to prove that he right, rose right, right, from right. the dead it must have been people try to steal corpses all the time right, proving right. people rose, rose from the dead it must have happened all the time
0: right right <laughs> or they just like were working backwards and they were like yeah, we said he rose from the dead, and we stole his corpse so that nobody could say that. Uh, so how do we write this story? Right. You know? <laughs> um, now we get to the big difference, the Differencia Grande.
1: Beautifully said, uh, <laughs> as they say in the Old Tongue.
0: And so in all four of the canonical Gospels, we don't actually see Jesus get resurrected. Mm. He gets crucified, he gets put in the tomb. And then when Mary Magdalene and some other women, the other women differ depending on the gospel, uh, come to the tomb, they see the stone has been rolled away, Jesus is gone, and there are a couple angels there who tell them, you know, don't be afraid, Jesus is risen, blah, blah. Um, details are slightly different, but that's the main gist mm-hmm. in, in the canonical And then Jesus
1: gospels. executes some or one or two pranks of some kind.
0: Uh, yeah, some sort of supernatural pranks. In Matthew, Matthew sort of is slightly different from the others in that there's only one angel. Uh, and that angel actually rolls the stone away from the tomb in front of Mary. Mm. But Jesus is already gone.
1: Mm.
0: Here, we get a whole damn scene. The guards are sitting in their guard tent watching. It's the wee hours of the morning when all of a sudden, a great voice came from the sky and two very bright men. Mm-hmm. Zap down from the heavens.
1: Two of our smartest men. Like the kind you might find at uh, the Heritage yes, yes, yes. Foundation, for example.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I go to look for brain power. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stone rolls away from the tomb by itself. Nobody has to push it. It just goes by itself. Mm-hmm. And the two uh, the two bright, bright boys walk in.
1: Uh, <laughs> Such bright lads. And Such tremendous futures ahead of them.
0: Then they come back out. Supporting a third man between them who must be Jesus, I guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, it just says the third man, maybe he's a fan of Orson Wells, maybe he's a fan of Jack white I don't
1: know two great possibilities
0: um there's also a a cross walking behind them
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh and also the 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 angels' heads now reach up to the sky and. Jesus's head reaches up above the sky. Right. Uh, I have some questions. Me too. What are your questions?
1: First, how does the cross walk? Yeah. Is it hopping? Is it hopping or does it walk on like one one long leg, one short leg and just like, just like doop, 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 like back and forth?
0: Whoa, that would be complicated. I was thinking maybe it was just like zooming like on a conveyor belt just like <laughs> just sort of sliding yeah, just, like, across z- the ground z- z- well that's
1: not walking exactly
0: well it doesn't say it's walking it says it's following the moon. Mm,
1: it's a good point so it could just be looming
0: yeah i'm thinking just- of it as like a loomer but how big is the cross because like they're okay they're up to the sky <laughs> <laughs> pretty big <laughs> is the cross just like the normal cross or is it also giant
1: it, did they put a cross in the tomb or did no. one teleport in there?
0: I don't like that. I mean, they, Is it just an it's just in- it says actually specifically that they take him down from the cross.
1: Right. And I presume they reuse that for whatever thieves or right. dissidents they want to throw up there next. Right. Why would they crank on a fresh cross? Just, yeah. Just because. Um, Although he did have to drag his own cross to the execution site.
0: Oh, that's true. That's
1: true. So maybe they use a fresh one for every dude. Maybe they do. Um. But they still don't say whether or not it was buried in there. So maybe just be an image of a cross. And they
0: do say that he's taken down from it. Mm-hmm. So. Because when, when his body hits the ground, it says there's an earthquake. When the body's hit the floor. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then there's an earthquake. Right. As the song goes. The biblically based. That's a, another stealth Christian rock song. You think so? No. Also. Is that by Disturbed?
1: I think I, it is. I honestly
0: don't know. I think it is. Um, are the giant... Dudes, solid? Are they? Are they shaking the ground when they walk? Are they phantasms? Are they?
1: It also says their heads stretched up to the sky. Yeah. Is it? Is there? <laughs> is it just their head that's super stretched out?
0: You're imagining like a bobblehead.
1: Yeah, but like, <laughs> but, but like, like,
0: cosmically large, five thousand
1: feet tall. <laughs> or are they proportionally big? In which case. How does it make any sense to see them climbing, getting out of the the tomb? Yeah. I don't know. It would know. be great if they had to maneuver their, their giant... mile high <laughs> domes out of, the, out of the front of the... Out of the tiny
0: little tomb. And
1: they just flipped up to the point where they're piercing the clouds. And then Jesus has the tallest head of them all. Yeah. His, his head is like... 10, above 000, the sky. <laughs> 10,000 feet tall.
0: It's so tall you can't see it. You can just see his giant body. It's
1: like in low atmosphere.
0: Why? You know? It doesn't... Why? A voice from the sky asks, have you preached to those who are asleep? And the cross answers yes. Not Jesus. The cross answers. Why? And who are who are the ones who are asleep? I mean, I know. So there's like some traditions that say Jesus went down to hell.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or was he just... Maybe he went to the Americas, like in Mormonism. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it mean?
1: I don't know. Is the, is, who are is the cross a symbol of the church? And is the is this God asking the church if they were doing what they were supposed to? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's That's a very, good question. It's very mystical and mysterious.
0: Mysterious.
1: hmm
0: The sky's open again, and a third person comes down and goes into the tomb. Doesn't really say what happens to... To the giant, the the gigantor dudes.
1: I mean, they could just like,
0: and the cross of indeterminate size and mobility.
1: If they're if they're that height, they could probably just like jump into heaven. from <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're just like whoop
1: whoop, and they're just up there. <laughs> they're just up there. They they're, did it. Their heads are already bopping around in there. Well, they just Jesus gotta, is, is. Yeah, they just got to pick up their legs. Um, I still think they got super stretched out heads, heads. and <laughs> right. just like normal width normal width
0: oh okay so you're saying not like a bobblehead you're saying like uh like a terrible computer glitch yes absolutely in a video like, game. like somebody
1: just stretched that head out oh, for no. a mile Oh no. you know that's terrible but then their bodies are normal size
0: i'm very sure that's not what the author had in
1: mind no i checked and i'm pretty sure that's what it is
0: i don't think the author's aim was to like disturb everyone <laughs>
1: <laughs> create youtube poop <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah or like do it like a uh, Japanese body horror video game.
1: Mm, I mean, I'm not sure about that. I think we both have a lot of evidence on our sides and we're going to have to agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> we're going to have to what?
1: We're going to have to disagree to not agree.
0: Okay. So the guards go tell pilot. Uh, oh, oops. <laughs> Turns out he actually was the son of God because we saw him be a big gigantic man. Um, the Jewish elders like convince the Roman guards not to tell anyone because then like normal, like the rest of the Jews will be like, uh, you killed the Messiah and then they'll stone them to death. (laughs) Yeah. They're
1: really not gonna be happy about that. And
0: they say like, oh, it's better to like commit this terrible sin than to get stoned to death, which I think is supposed to be like
1: a sign of their moral weakness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I do have to say that in terms of anti-Semitism, it is a step up from the book of Matthew Mm -hmm. where the Jewish elders bribe the Roman guards to say that the disciples came and took Jesus's body. (laughs) Um, and then from there we kind of resume the normal story. So Mary Magdalene and some other women come to the tomb and, and there's the, the beautiful young man who appears in all the gospels. Usually it's two in Matthew. It's one. And that's the third guy who came down and went into the tomb to just chill there and wait for Mary Magdalene, I guess. Um, and, you know, tells her Jesus has risen, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then it says, while that was going on, the disciples had returned to their homes and were grieving. Quote, but I, Simon Peter, and my brother Andrew, took our nets and went off to the sea. And with us was Levi, the son of Alphaeus, whom the Lord. And then it cuts off and that's the end of the fragment. That's all we have of the Gospel of Peter. So mysterious. So the reason this is uh, heretical. Mm mm-hmm is there were, there were two issues that were really contentious among different groups of early Christians. One was the Trinity, which we've talked about a bit, um, and the other is the Incarnation. So with the Incarnation, the issue is, was Jesus a divine being? Was he a human?
1: Was he a real boy?
0: Was he somewhere in between? And uh, what the church eventually decided was that he's, all man and all God at oh, the Jesus same time. Oh, Jesus is
1: all man.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I'm getting like fucking Mars Hill over here. He's uh, all man and, and all human, we'll say, and all God at the same time. Um, and But before that, before that was decided, for many years, uh, some early Christians thought he was just a very holy man and was totally human. Mm -hmm. Um, Some thought that, like someone on on the way, way, way further end of the spectrum thought that he was like totally an illusion, like, and didn't even need to eat Mm. and was just like a divine projection of a human. Uh, And then you have this view that we just read about in the Gospel of Peter, which is basically that there was a human named Jesus, and then this like divine Messiah Mm -hmm. inhabited him. And uh, that let him perform miracles and so forth. Maybe let him not feel pain on the cross. Right. Uh, But then when he was crucified and died, the divine being left the mortal body, went back up to heaven. And so that's why on the cross in this gospel, he says, my power has left me Mm. and not my God has forsaken me.
1: Then it says Jesus gets taken up. Yeah. That's interesting because I didn't really know how to reconcile. It It downplays his human suffering on the mm-hmm. cross in mm-hmm. this in this narrative.
0: Yes, and it says it like, specifically
1: says he doesn't feel pain. Yeah. He takes the gall with vinegar, where Jesus refuses it in other stories
0: to feel pain. Well, right. it doesn't say if he takes it, does it? Or I think it just says they offer it to him.
1: Um, It says. Give him to drink gall with vinegary wine and having made a mixture, they gave to drink and they fulfilled all things and completed the sins on their own head. (laughs) Right, right. So you're right. It doesn't specifically say that he drank it.
0: It just says the Jews are responsible for this anyway. Mm. Moving on.
1: But. It It says
0: he was silent as if he was not in pain.
1: Right. So it's interesting that it downplays his human suffering. Yes. um, Where in the other stories of the Passion, that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah.
0: And that's and that's become
1: one of the defining features. One of the defining features. Yeah. Um, but it's, it was, it's interesting how, in my mind, if you downplay the human suffering and make it be like, oh, this divine being is just offering up this mostly symbolic sacrifice. Yeah. Um, then the story of the resurrection gets a lot weaker because it's like, I agree. He, if he died, who, I mean, it doesn't matter. He well, we
0: saw the gigantor coming out.
1: Yeah. I mean, he didn't die. We, like, don't
0: a, we don't need to, we don't even resurrect if we saw the gigantor.
1: Right. So there's no, he doesn't upset the natural order in yeah. that way. Although it is. You have to admit, uh, a certain rebellion against the natural order to have some sort of godlike being down on earth doing stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this uh, this view is called docetism. Okay. The idea that um, that God was divine wasn't really, or I'm sorry, that Jesus was divine and wasn't really human. Ah. Um, and it's from the Greek word for to appear. Okay. So he just appeared as a human. He just appeared human. Um, and so then eventually, the church was like. OK, we're putting an end to the squabbling. He was all human and all God. Now everyone's happy. Shut up. And, <laughs> and then anyone who disagreed had to be quashed. And so this. What a bizarre compromise. I know. Right. <laughs> it's just like a fan theory to fill in the gaps or whatever. Yeah. And they were just like, look, this is what we're going with. Everyone else. Shut up. <laughs> and like that was taught to me, you know, growing up uh-huh. as if that was just like as if that, that were the only
1: possible. Explanation. Yeah. As if
0: that were like in the Bible in black and white. Right. You know. When it was actually like invented three hundred years later, just like honestly, to just like get everybody to stop arguing, fill some gaps. Yeah,
1: in. yeah.
0: Um, it's very strange
1: to me because it is. so much, because so much is hung on like how so human speak.
0: he was. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned the crossway, not the penis way.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure <laughs> look, 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 listen. It's interesting to me how much is put on. The fact that he was human and, like, that his human suffering was, like, an in place of everybody's suffering or whatever. Right. When there were alternate versions of the story where that was not important at all. Yeah. That, like, it, in my mind, what appears to be such a key detail of, of Christianity is, like, was kind of disputed. Yeah. So, like, what was Christianity to the people that were way into the gospel of Peter?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, because it wasn't the fact that Jesus, like, suffered, suffered. and died in a very human way right. to erase their sins, right, or, or erase the original sin or whatever he did. Um, it was something different.
0: Yeah, and that I do not really understand. Um, because I don't think this text is gnostic. We're going to get into a gnostic text.
1: I think next the, the, uh, <laughs> the that that
0: it kind of explains its own view of that. Right. I think there were some there way. are some
1: like. Maybe Gnostic markers, like that spooky floating cross. I think
0: is that a Gnostic marker?
1: It's supposed to be like an embodiment of an ideal or something like that, which is has shades of Gnosticism.
0: I mean, I could definitely if somebody told me like, yeah, this is Gnostic, I'd be like, okay, uh, sure. But it doesn't have like the hallmarks that.
1: But it's also incomplete. Like that's true. Peter could have just been about to say, "Oh, and then we saw, you know, and then we saw the gnosis or whatever." Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they were out (laughs) fishing.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Very strange. Very, very strange.
1: But there's still more to go. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Yes, we are. And then we'll be back with more apocryphal Garbo. Sunday
0: school dropouts?
1: (laughs) That's right. Uh, You can hear some music and we'll be back in about a minute. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Welcome back to Sunday School Dropouts. My name is Nico,
0: and I'm Lauren,
1: and we are talking about apocryphal things with Peter in the name today. Yes. Specifically, we are going to talk about a little thing uh, uh-huh. called the Apocalypse of Peter.
0: Yes. F- last I half, we Peter, talked Peter Apocalypse. Uh, we talked about the Gospel of Peter, mm-hmm. and now we're on. To they the just episode. listened to that Apocalypse of Peter. Um, apocalypse means revelation. <gasps> So obviously now we use it to mean like the end of the world, mm-hmm. because uh, the book of Revelation in the uh, canonical Bible uh, is about the end of the world. Okay, so, no
1: spoilers, though. <laughs> but it's, Never read it.
0: But so in Greek, it's just apocalypse. OK. Translated into Revelation. Mm-hmm. So I just recently found that out. Fun uh, fact for other insufferable nerds like me. Apocalypse.
1: I'll certainly say it's a fact.
0: Doesn't mean end of the world. It means a revelation. Cool. And this book is about revelations and not about the end of the world necessarily. Mm. I mean, it sort of is, but. Yeah. This book is Gnostic. And uh, to remind everybody what Gnosticism is Gnosticism. There's a silent G at the front. The Gnostics thought that there was a true god who was like perfect and who was like chilling in undifferentiated perfection mm-hmm. uh, and then some which
1: sounds boring some
0: emanations emanated from him mm-hmm. uh like wisdom and, and Stankfoot, and that's definitely the next one that you think of work pits uh uh kind of like an angel hierarchy you know where mm-hmm. you've got you know like wisdom and then you've got stank foot and and work pits and so on um i actually just read this book called a history of god by karen armstrong recommended to me by one of our listeners brian um it turns out this weird emanation theory was like a pre-existing greek thing mm. that they just like duct taped on to christianity it has to do
1: with platonic ideals of yeah things, right
0: yeah and also different branches of christianity judaism and islam all used it at some point Hmm. So it's not just the Gnostics.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Remember that when you judge your, no- your local <laughs> Gnostics next time.
0: Uh, in any case, uh, one of these emanations like tried to create her own emanation. That was wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ended up making a, a miscreant that thought it was the true God. And that's the God you read about in the Bible. As
1: Wait, So wisdom was the one that m- messed up?
0: I know. Right.
1: Seems very unlikely.
0: I know. Uh, Sophia in Mm -hmm. Greek. That's the God you read about in the Bible as Yahweh or Elohim or whatever. Uh,
1: The misbegotten child of a a real emanation. Yes. Um,
0: And he created earth. He thinks he's the real and only God, but he's not. Mm. Um, Now, the true God sent down Jesus to give people the secret knowledge or gnosis that they need to get back up to the real heaven, which is called the pleroma, Greek for fullness with the real God. So, Apocalypse of Peter. It's Gnostic. The first half is basically Jesus saying, telling Peter that there are a lot of people who think they're Christian but they're not really. Mm -hmm. And only the ones who have this secret knowledge.
1: This is the kind of made up document that you would make if you were involved in some sort of sectarian dispute and you wanted to yeah. manufacture a document <laughs> to prove that your side is right.
0: Very much so,
1: because yes, it's a conversation between Peter and Jesus, where Jesus is like, "In the future, people are going to be like this, and they're going to be wrong about Christianity." Yeah, let me tell you what the real facts about Christianity. Yeah, um, which is a, a remarkably far-sighted thing for the for the <laughs> 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 Jesus of the Gospels to have done. Yeah, at the totally, time, <laughs> totally.
0: Totally. Um, people without perception, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Will be damned. Or haters. <laughs> well, no, because it says even, even the guileless, good, pure ones mm. will be damned if they don't have gnosis. Um, it says they will fall into the hand of an evil, cunning man with a multifarious doctrine.
1: <laughs> that's beautiful.
0: Not a multifarious doctrine. When are
1: we going to get a multifarious doctrine?
0: I ordered one. It hasn't come yet.
1: We have a nefarious doctrine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, some people have immortal souls and that's, um, that's people who have like a spark of the divine from the true God and they can rejoin the Pleroma, but other people have. Sounds like a
1: Star Trek episode.
0: uh, Doesn't it? I agree. This is, it is weird. It's like, it seems very like, it hits you in your brain, not in your heart.
1: Mm. And then you'll find out that Jesus was Q all the time. Because that's how every single episode goes.
0: Yeah, I've definitely seen Star Trek. Mm -hmm. uh, And I um, totally understand that reference. So other people have inferior souls that are just about chasing their desires. And those people can't get into real heaven. Like Mm. they can't acquire Gnosis because they're like not. They don't have like a real shard of Pleroma in them or whatever. They don't
1: have the stuff, TM. The
0: stuff. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I don't understand in here. I feel like I'm missing some Gnostic context uh there's like non-text yeah not gnostics there's like something about Hermes. i don't it's like yeah and they'll like pay attention to a dead man named Mm Hermes. i'm like okay i
1: I think that's i think that's just they're throwing some some uh ancient sectarian shade no longer no longer makes sense that we don't know yes hmm
0: Um, There is a Hermas briefly mentioned in Romans. I looked this up on BibleGateway.com to see if there were any mentions of Hermas in the Bible. And it's in Romans when he's signing off at the end. And he's like, yeah, say hello to all these people with these wacky Greek names, including Hermas. Um, Anyway, back to our topic at hand. Basically, Peter says, like, this is really... Bad news, what you're telling me. You're Mm -hmm. you're saying people are going to be out here saying they're Christian, but really they'll be leading innocent people astray just because those innocent people don't have gnosis. Like, that sounds really awful. And then she's like, yeah, for a while, but like, then God will fix it. So it's all cool. And like, if you're innocent, then you'll be fine. Anyway, they're going to crucify me, but just like, chill out, okay? Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) well, here's the actual actual quote from the text Uh, Do not. Be afraid because of your cowardice.
1: Is there any better reason to be afraid?
0: I feel like Gnostic Jesus is kind of a dick. It's like, look, I know you're a coward, but just like,
1: don't be afraid. That's in line with Gnosticism in general, which, like you said, hits you in your head, not your heart. I mean, Gnostic Jesus is going to be like a withering intellectual. He's not going to be like, you know, a a passionate man.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I guess that's true. Even though
1: Jesus is the ultimate... Example of lead by example and not like reason it out. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And I mean, like literally they call it the passion of the Christ. That's right. You know? Um, So Jesus gives Peter a vision of himself being crucified. Mm -hmm. So Peter is seeing this even though it hasn't happened yet. Uh, And he's like.
1: Which I love when they backform this stuff.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: like obviously written after the Gospels but let's write a thing about somebody having a vision of a thing that's already happened. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a time-tested Bible tradition. Then you
1: can say, look, I have this I, thing. I and
0: prophesied it.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, so Peter sees this vision, and he's like, who is getting nailed to the cross, and who is the spoopy ghost hovering above the cross laughing? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, that's me laughing. And that thing on the cross is just a human sack that's being Uh, killed in a humiliating way. Isn't that hilarious? mm -hmm. That's me laughing. I'm not upset. I'm just laughing. This is actually funny to me. Um, He describes human Jesus on the cross as uh, the home of demons and the clay vessel in which they dwell, belonging to Elohim and belonging to the cross that is under the law. Whereas the laughing ghost Jesus is the primal part, the incorporeal body, and the intellectual spirit filled with radiant light. Obviously, we have a very uh, docetic view here. Mm-hmm. This is not, this Jesus is not all human and all God at the same time. No. There's, They're explicitly split apart.
1: Right. And there's one good part and one bad part. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: And then he's like, you know, most people are blind to the truth, and they can only see the the stupid uh, like uh, flesh, flesh sock that is Jesus uh, on the cross. But since Peter has that gnosis, mm-hmm. he can see the real Jesus laughing about the body suffering above the cross.
1: Yeah, I feel like is this like his Dark Materials or something?
0: Kind of right. Um, and then Jesus is basically like, look, some people just have dumb body type souls that can never go to heaven
1: dumb body type issues
0: and people with real souls that have a spark of the real divine can get back to heaven you're one of the real souls Peter so like don't worry okay and Peter's like uh okay sounds kind of bad I don't know (laughs) and that's just like the end Uh, Peter doesn't seem convinced
1: so I have interesting news for you my dear what's that uh, it's not the end of the episode, which you, is what you might expect here. What? Instead, what? What I actually have to tell you is we didn't communicate very well. What? <laughs> the first for the first time in our relationship history. And well,
0: communication ha- is a, a foundational aspect of our relationship.
1: I agree completely. Um, however, there's more than one apocalypse of Peter. What? So I actually not only <laughs> have read this one but there's a separate one.
0: Oh my god which i also
1: read and took notes on
0: oh my god
1: and i'm gonna tell you all about it because you have not read it oh my I god i can tell by the panic in your eyes oh that god. you have not read the one that i'm thinking this is of.
0: terrible shut down the podcast right
1: now <laughs> yes we're both fired okay well because you haven't read it and you don't know uh-huh so this this is
0: fucked up by I the agree. way
1: this apocalypse of peter is, Why are there two? Now, normally you do the background stuff. Yeah. So this is untrod ground for this me. This is
0: fucked up. I can't believe we're fucking doing this. Okay. Give me the fast facts.
1: Check it out. It's early Christian. Okay. Probably about- I already knew that. Probably about the second century. Okay. It is not in the Bible, obviously. Yeah. Got that.
0: <laughs> so far, so good.
1: Um, It's in- There are, like, two versions of it. There's, Uh like, a Greek version and an Ethiopic version.
0: What? There's two versions even of the second version?
1: But they, like, diverge crazily. What? So so the one commonly used in, in like, the one that I read is, Uh like, based on the Greek version. Okay. The Ethiopic version is, like...
0: It's got fuck angels in it?
1: No, it's, like, huge. Oh. It's, like, it's a gigantic book. It's, like uh jubilees level whoa it's like it's like a whole big thing that's been written and and built upon is it in the ethiopian
0: orthodox bible
1: i that i don't know okay but i do know that that version is like huge and the greek version is tiny
0: okay great then let's go with the greek version (laughs) but
1: it was probably written in greek second century okay um also dug out of those dry sands of northern nice uh northern egypt what else Uh, it was quoted heavily in early Christian sources people knew about it and that's all you need to know it's like it's like Christ given a vision of heaven to Peter
0: why didn't they just combine these why did they do this to us why did they (laughs) fucking punk us like this
1: I think we have to blame the academics really in their ivory tower (sighs) Thinking that they could just name things. Bart Ehrman
0: has betrayed us. (laughs) The Calzones betrayed me.
1: The betrayal of St. Bart. Oh, no. In it. Uh Uh-huh. Peter gets a vision from Christ. Uh Uh-huh. Just like in the other one. Uh Uh-huh. In the vision, he's told people in the future will not believe. That's the the same as this one. In the correct way. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Same as this one. Which is weird for two fragments of two things with the same name. What the fuck? I don't know. But the difference is. Peter and the apostles he's with are visited by an angel.
0: An angel? Not Jesus?
1: They were with Jesus when they're talking to him. Okay. Um, and as we looked upon them, the angels, we were astounded for their bodies were whiter than any snow and ruddier than any rose. Hmm. And the red thereof was mingled with the white, and I am utterly unable to express their beauty. For oh. their hair was curly and bright and seemly both on their face and shoulders, as if it were a wreath woven of spikenard and diverse colored flowers, Damn. or like a rainbow in the sky, such was their seemliness.
0: Wow. That's um, a nonsensical but very cool description of angels.
1: And basically, Peter gets a vision of heaven. Uh, or, as it's described here, a very great country outside of this world, bright with light, the air lighted with the rays of the sun and the earth itself blooming with unfading flowers. Um, Sounds good. The dwellers, good place. the place? Sounds like the good place. It does. The dwellers in that place were clad in the raiment of shining angels, and their raiment was like unto their country. Angels hovered about them there. The glory of the dwellers there was equal, with one voice they sang praises alternately to the Lord God, rejoicing in that place.
0: Sounds good. So far, so good.
1: God tells them. I'm on board. This is the place of your high priests, the righteous men. This is where good guys go.
0: Okay. The good place.
1: But then he tells them about another spot. About a bad spot.
0: Oh, no. The bad place?
1: Yes. (gasps) And sort of Inferno-like describes the, the punishments various within. Okay. For example. Certain there were hanging by the tongue; these were the blasphemers of the way of righteousness. Under them, under them lay fire, burning and punishing them. There was a great lake full of flaming mire, in which were certain men that pervert righteousness, and tormenting <laughs> angels afflicted them.
0: Certain men, you know who I'm talking mm-hmm.
1: about, ladies. You know who I'm talking you about. Know,
0: yeah, ladies actually do. They have like
1: um, their secret Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah, secret Facebook groups. I'm in some of them. Yeah. Um, Here's a brief list of some other types and their punishments in, in hell, according to this Apocalypse of Peter.
0: I'm so stressed out.
1: <laughs> Women who adorn themselves for the purpose of adultery are hung by the hair over a bubbling mire.
0: What if they adorn themselves just for their husband?
1: The men who had adulterous relationships with them are hung by their feet, with their heads in the mire next to them. Womp womp. Murderers course and those who give consent to murder are set in a pit of creeping things that torment them
0: creeping things Mm -hmm. things that creep
1: well here uh men who take on the role of women in a sexual way Uh and lesbians are quote driven up a great cliff i'm sorry punishing angels i'm sorry hang on Mm -hmm.
0: um it uses the word lesbians
1: no this is this is a this is a precise
0: oh okay okay Sorry, I thought that it actually called, like, I thought that, like, the word for gay women is lesbian and the word for gay men is men who take on the role of women in a sexual no, situation. that would be
1: great. This is just a summary.
0: <laughs> okay, great.
1: There are also special spots for women who have abortions oh. um, involving their torment by the spirit of their unborn children. Um nice. And also those who lend money, especially okay. those who demand interest upon interest.
0: Okay.
1: Usurers.
0: Right. U- Users. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, it's like a, it's they get a little vision of the afterlife, hmm. including.
0: It's s- very Dante esque, isn't it? Very Dante esque, I'd say. But it's like a thousand years before Dante, isn't and it? And it has
1: nothing to do with Christianity. Like, it's like. I mean, none of that stuff has, is anywhere in the Gospels. gospels. Well. Right?
0: It's in the gospels? No. No, it's not. It's in some of the rest of the New Testament. Mm. I guess.
1: I guess, but I mean, even even in like Jewish mysticism where there's specific punishments for specific crimes in the afterlife. Uh huh. I don't think so. Huh. So people just making people just making shit up.
0: People just making shit up? I in the in the Bible?
1: In our Bible? I don't know what it seems like.
0: <sighs> it's likelier than you think. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about this at all. Well, so what happens? uh, Is there a cross? Is there laughing?
1: No, it just sort of ends. It's a fragment. What?
0: Baby, this is a true disaster.
1: This episode hasn't gone well for you, has it?
0: This episode, my facts were so slow (laughs) that the books split from two into three. Mm -hmm. I feel like a true failure.
1: It's okay. I think we did great. I mean,
0: oh, Okay. Uh, I agree.
1: I think we did great. You convinced me. C+. Plus. <laughs> By the way, I grade very harshly.
0: Apparently.
1: Anywho, I think it's about time to rate some books. Now, we'll throw out oh the second Apocalypse no. of Peter because you haven't read it.
0: No. We have to rate everything.
1: How would you rate this book, my dear?
0: I'm going to give these two to three books five stick figure Dracula is out of 10 because I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I, I, I...
1: You're recusing yourself.
0: I can't believe this happened. I am pathologically overprepared at all times and suddenly everything's blown up in my face live on the radio. Mm -hmm. Everybody's hearing this live as it happens and there's no editing whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I'm frankly bewildered gnostic jesus was a dick why did he have to laugh at his flesh palace for dying Mm -hmm. why were the gigantors and why were the hell torments i'm confused and and sad how would you rate this book
1: i think i'm going to give it like three out of ten blasphemers hanged by the tongue oh
0: my god that's Uh. us baby this is we were hanged by the tongue on this very podcast i suppose god finally punished us for our blasphemy
1: um i mean (laughs) don't really know how to deal with that
0: (laughs) whatever just give you a rating i heard you did just explain it
1: okay um you know it's fragments tough to judge Uh uh-huh but like there's like a bad version of the passion um that's like unnecessarily confusing Uh uh-huh and then there's a gnostic thing that's weird Uh uh-huh that doesn't really enlighten me in any significant way also a fragment tough to judge but and then there's mine which is like a sub dante tour of the afterlife and uh overall didn't do much for me N- not i mean it was very in- it's very enjoyable to think about like what early christianity was like Is It was it producing... very
0: enjoyable
1: i don't know baby do you want me to just give up right now <laughs> like
0: i've given up
1: um so i like doing the show <laughs> I like spending time with you Thinking, no. and thinking and talking about things. No, I'm things. giving
0: up and I'm jumping out the window. You can't stop me.
1: All right. So that's going to do it for Sunday School Dropouts <laughs> tonight. Um, you can we'll have us. no
0: more episodes because I'm jumping out the window. You
1: can follow us on Twitter at Drop. But now we have to do Mailbag, which is going to be especially difficult because Lauren just jumped out the window and died.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. But she's back. Yay. Our listener Kat wrote in and said uh, she and her husband were introduced to our lovely podcast, which her very sleep-deprived husband keeps referring to as Sunday school knockouts. That's great. I like That's that. That's me. I'm a Sunday school knockout.
1: Or you were until you jumped out the window. <laughs> now you're mangled, mangled beyond recognition.
0: Anyway, they were introduced by their roommate, and now all of them are listening to different episodes. She's an atheist raised Roman Catholic under duress. Her husband's a non-militant atheist slash I like former that. pentecostal
1: non-militant atheist like that.
0: <laughs> that's what you are and her roommate is atheist slash jewish that's also what you are mm-hmm. you're all those things
1: i'm many things i'm multifarious one might say.
0: <laughs> and she sent us a, a meme which i have <laughs> retweeted from the sunday school dropouts account uh which says don't watch the anime if you haven't read the manga and then it has a picture of the anime version which is veggie tales and the manga which is the bible
1: our listener Dylan wrote in to say that he's a new convert to Sunday school dropouts and has been binging on his commute to work. Careful, don't take in too much content at once. Um, recently, he heard our second reference to El Shaddai uh, about the tattoo that Tammy's brother, hey, what up to Tammy if Tammy out there?
0: our favorite listener. She's the queen yeah, of sorry, everybody. the podcast.
1: You can never usurp Tammy. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dylan thought both we and Tammy would like to know about another possible translation for That Name of God. <gasps> Dylan learned in his seminary, uh, that this name, which is often described as the Almighty, well, can, should I? can also be translated as God of the mountains or the breasted one. The
0: breasted one. That's like the Tetons.
1: Consider, he says, the following passage from Genesis forty nine, twenty five. By the Almighty Shaddai, who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb. What?
0: Hmm.
1: To me, seems like just mangling the syntax to Hmm. try to make it (laughs) mean something else.
0: Wow. Harsh to listener Dylan.
1: I'm not being harsh to him. Um, He's proposing a theory. I'm not in seminary. (laughs) He guaranteed knows more about this than I do. (laughs) Well,
0: I mean, who doesn't know more than us?
1: Yeah. I'm just responding honestly. Great. On first glimpse. That's the basis of the show. Thank you, darling. Okay. Thanks for backing me up. Uh, Dylan says... (laughs) It's great that this feminine image of God, though hidden, is interchangeable with references to might. How's that for breaking Hmm. stereotypes? Interesting. Very interesting. He also gave us his full endorsement. 40 out of 40 euphemisms for genitals. Thanks, Dylan.
0: Oh, thanks. The best kind of unit that we could possibly hope to be rated by.
1: Units, yeah.
0: Our listener Christian wrote in. um, He is a German ex-Catholic who was raised raised in a uh, liberal, almost anti-authoritarian tradition in Germany, uh, so much so that our local priest once said at my parents' dinner table that he wished someone would just shoot then-Pope John Paul II to get rid of his conservatives I- conservative ideas. Very harsh. Very harsh. Uh, but also kind of cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> hashtag the Pope is not your friend. He says, while I'm now an atheist, I have some very fond memories of my more religious past, and in my circle of friends, I usually end up defending religion in the church to a certain degree. This is why I really appreciate your podcast. You show how stupendously ridiculous religious doctrine is while acknowledging its cultural and intellectual importance.
1: Really appreciate that, Christian. Thank you.
0: Thank you for giving us so much credit for our podcast. (laughs) That will do it for Sunday School Dropouts. You can follow us on Twitter at sunschooldrop.
1: You can follow Lauren on Twitter at Lauren E. O'Neill. And
0: you can follow Nico on Twitter at Nico Bakulich.
1: um If you want to help uh, other people find the show <gasps> and grow our beautiful young community uh-huh. further, the best way to do so is by leaving us a review on iTunes.
0: Yay! You could be like Swing Fwing Snitch. Who gave us one out of one pointless talking dog.
1: You could be like a guy that who reviews.
0: A guy what who reviews? (laughs)
1: Excuse me, how could I screw that up? Who gave us 69 out of 69 trials and tribulations.
0: Or you could be like pseudonym FEB, who has tried and failed twice to read my Tanakh from the beginning, always losing the thread and putting it down again somewhere in the first five books. Yeah, because it's boring in the first five books. Actually,
1: there's a ton of meat in the first five books. It's
0: boring in in the second three of the five books. Yes. Uh, pseudonym FEB says they enjoy the host back and forth and look forward to reading over their shoulder and getting their takes on all the strange and awesome things in the scroll.
1: If you want to be like those beautiful people and or help other people find the show, just crack on that little review button. Just
0: smash that motherfucking five star button. (laughs)
1: We want to thank Elise Carlton for our logo and art.
0: And, of course, I thank Nico for his music, editing, and sound engineering of this little podcast. I'm supposed to do the fucking research, but I fucked up on this one. And now I have to jump out the window again and no, die
1: again. baby, you're, you are forgiven. <sighs> if I've learned anything from this show, it's the it's the transformative power of forgiveness. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Truly, I've seen the light. <laughs> We're ending the podcast. I've become a Christian now. Goodbye. But not really.